Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. I want what's alive. I want what's real. Even if, even if it bothers me, I would never go to a church that didn't bother me. A lot of people avoid churches that bother them or offend them. That's the one I'll run to. See, I'm not, I'm not offended when I was raised Catholic. I'm not offended by the Catholic Church. A lot of people that are offended, I'm just bored. I'm not offended by the Baptist Church. I'm bored. I'm not offended by Calvinism. I'm bored. I disagree with it all. I'm just telling you, my prime motivation is it's boring. Where's the life? A lot of Christians' kids aren't getting saved because they're absolutely bored with Christianity because of what their parents has presented as Christianity. Kids are like, why would I want this? The Word of God's quick and powerful and sharp and discerning and dividing. It's exciting. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword, for I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own house. That's exciting. A lot of people think that Jesus is a manger scene. They get all stopped at the manger. He just said, people, how dare you? It's not very Christ-like of you, Tom, to say Jesus didn't come to bring peace on earth. That's not what the Christmas songs say. I don't care what Burl Ives wrote. I love Christmas, but I mean, I don't care. The Word of God is the Word of God. If it offends you, then you're wrong. Got to have, this is okay over here. Over, over here, I'm not so sure. You're more like, you might be thinking, well, I'd rather just stick with my own opinions and options. Thank you very much. That doesn't play out well. You know the title of this message series, Let Your Yes Be Yes and Your No Be No, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. That's not a title. That's actually Matthew chapter 5, verse 37, with Jesus speaking. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. For Now, how do you establish that? What is a yes to you? What is a no to you? What you feel, what you believe, you have to use wisdom. Speaking out of your own resources like the devil does in John chapter 8, verses 44 and 45, a liar, a murderer, does not hold to the truth. He speaks out of his own resources. Most Christians, that's what they do. Their gospel is actually a gospel of their past experience. Well, I tried to pray for healing one time and it didn't work. There's my theology. What did Jesus do? When, when, when the expectation of the miraculous did not happen, what did Jesus say? He said it was because of your unbelief. How many Christians say that out loud? I do. You know why? Because that's what the Bible says. It's in Mark chapter 4, verses 37 through 41. Matthew chapter 17, verses tw- verse 20. Mark chapter 9, verse 24. Whenever there was an expectation of the miraculous and did not happen, Jesus was not happy and he said it's because of your unbelief. But what do most Christians do? They operate out of their own resources. They prayed for Aunt Susie to get made well. It didn't happen. So they had changed their theology. Or they just, they didn't even have to change their theology because they're already destroyed for lack of knowledge. So they just adapted a theology. They just made one up. That's what the devil does. He speaks out of his own resources. Don't let that be you. 
Your theology should be the word of God. Your yes should be what the word of God says yes to, and your no should be what the word of God says no to. If you don't know what the yeses are, and you don't know, and you don't know what the no's are, then right now you're currently being destroyed for lack of knowledge. You're telling me, Tom, that I should just dive headlong into the Bible for hours every day? Yep! It's Jesus! You say you're a Christian, right? I know you're afraid to answer now. I don't blame you. I wouldn't answer ever in this church. I'd never answer out loud in this church. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John chapter 1, verse 1. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John chapter 1, verse 14. Jesus is the Bible. Jesus is not mutually exclusive from the Bible. Jesus cannot be separated from the Bible. There is no Bible and Jesus. Jesus is the Word. Period. There is no other form of Jesus but the Word. Man from the very beginning, if you go all the way back to the book of Genesis, all the way through the book of Revelation, where we're warned in the book of Revelation to not add or subtract from the, the words of the prophecy of this book, or God will add the plagues that are in this book to you. But man from day one has always wanted to form their own God. Because it's way more comfortable. Oh, you know what? What does my God say about divorce? Whatever I say about divorce. Because I am God. Most Christians in the United States are their own God. They are worshiping a Jesus that does not exist in the Jesus, which is the Bible. That's why they closed their churches down. That's why they're masked this morning. Saw a woman this morning on my way in. To church, driving down the road with her family, fully N95 masked. I'm like, I want to just pull up next to him. What are you doing? Probably on her way to church. It was definitely church time. But that's why they're destroyed. Their yeses are their own yeses. Their noes are their own noes. It's like I've told you a couple weeks in a row. If, if you actually just read Bible verses to most evangelical churches and denominations, they would accuse you of not being Christ-like. Bump, bump, bump. What does Joshua 24, 15 say? This is, where, this is the status of the modern church. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord... That can happen if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Jesus said this in John chapter 8 verse 45. Because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. Think about the requisite of not believing him. I'm telling, because the reason you don't believe me is because I'm telling you the truth. That means you believe lies. Your theology is lies. Who is he speaking to? He was speaking to the, the religious elite of the day, the most respected. Well, that's different now because we're in the evangelical movement. Really? Is it really the, uh, the religious elite? Oh, well, you're just talking about maybe the Pope or really? Where's the church right now? Remember the church back in the book of Acts that was being arrested? Remember, remember the church in the book of Acts that stood up against authority and did not comply? Where is it at? So you don't think they're any different than the Pope? 
Mr. Vaccine himself? Well, I'm certainly hearing the religious elite here in America of the evangelical movement espousing the vaccine without even recognizing that the skids are being greased for the mark of the beast because you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR code that says you're vaccinated and then you'd say to everybody in your church, you must be vaccinated to attend. As you lock down again, how can you not see? Because they're seeing is actually darkness. If the light that is in you is darkness, how dark is that darkness? Their light is not the word of God. Their yes is not the word of God. Their no is not the word of God. Because their yes and their no is not a yes or no of faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing exclusively by the word of God. But their yes is their own form of Christ-likeness. It's Christ-like to take the vaccine. If it seems evil to you, this is the first part of Joshua 24, 15. The very tail end is the only part that anybody quotes. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's the only part that people quote. It's the very tail end that has absolutely no meaning without the beginning of the verse. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Look at how that correlates directly with John chapter 8, verse 44. Because, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. The truth is an offense to them. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, does it seem evil? Does it seem lacking of compassion to say that gay people should not get married? That doesn't sound tolerant. Tolerance is not the Bible. Do you already see how the Bible seems evil to you? Do you see it? That's how the modern ark church preaches. Well, we want everybody to feel comfortable. I don't want everyone to feel comfortable. I want everyone to, to be loved. I love you enough to tell you the truth, not comfort you in the midst of your backslide straight to hell. I want to make you comfortable. Can we get you a pillow on your way there? How about a neck thing? No. You see how that works though? They've actually formed their own Bible. Well, we're glad that the homosexual community feels comfortable in our church. Not just picking on them. The fornicators shouldn't feel comfortable in your church either. The pornographers shouldn't feel comfortable in your church either. There's not a man in this room that hasn't struggled with pornography, including me. You shouldn't feel comfortable here if, that's your midst, if you're in the midst of that struggle. You should feel convicted. Not comfortable. That's the, Bi that, the Bible is conviction. The Bible is confession. The Bible's not comfort. Where's that at in the where's that at in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12? For the word of God's quick, powerful, sharp, discerning, dividing. Where's comfort? I don't see that. I don't see that in there. That's the problem, is the church has formed its own theology of tolerance, accommodation, and comfort. It's not the Bible. It's not what changes people, that's what sedates people straight to hell. So, you know, some of you are bothered by me saying hell over and over again, aren't you? The, hell, the word hell is mentioned far more in Scripture than heaven. But that, but that seems evil to you, doesn't it? Some people it seems evil. Some of you walk in here, what kind of hellfire brimstone deal did I just walk into? It's not a hellfire brimstone deal. It seems evil to you because you've been made blind by lukewarm, great swelling words of emptiness preached to you year after year, day after day, hour after hour. 
you become blind. And the word of God becomes an offense. And because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land we dwell. But as for me and my house, we'll choose the Bible. We will serve the Lord. When you serve the Lord, that means you're picking up your Bible. You're picking up your cross. You're picking up your Bible. You're serving God. There's no option. The Bible doesn't sound very Christ-like to me. It's because you're, you're actually worshiping an idol of your own making. No, thank you. It's evil not to vax. That's what you're being told by the evangelical community part of the time. Who's bold in the evangelical community? Name them. I can name two, three. Who? Who is it? Who, who is on God TV that's bold right now? Who is it? I don't see him. I see everybody I wanted to speak in a monotone voice and believe in that's holy. I'm falling asleep. I'll just put you on to take a nap. Here we are broadcasting live from the shores of the River Jordan. Which, by the way, before you go today, we'd like to invite you to give. And we will send you a cloth that I personally dipped in the River Jordan today and, and blew my nose in. And I put it in this Bible for you to be blessed, for you to receive this impartation of the Holy Spirit. That's what people are being, I mean, it's evil not to vax because you don't care about people. Is that the truth or is that just convenient for people's agenda? Or is that convenient for people to hide from offending people? That's the biggest problem inside the church. It's not, I mean, so a lot of people are logical and they know this, this, this alleged plague is not going to kill them. They're just afraid of how people react to where they stand. You got to get like me. Go ahead. Who cares? Who cares? I'll go out of my way to mock you. I'm not here to accommodate you. I'll go out of my way to mock you. Jesus did it. Jesus made fun of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Jesus went in with a whip that he, that he personally strewn. Do you ever read John chapter 2? I want you to think about the effort that that took, that Jesus went, and I just picture it in my mind, sits on a curve and strews together his own whip of cords. That takes time. That whip is probably 10 to 15 feet long. So Jesus took the, probably half a day, maybe days, and strewn together a whip of cords just so that he could go expose hypocrisy, expose religion. Religion that seems, that where the Lord seems evil. Jesus seemed evil to the religious elite of the day. They nailed him to a cross. He seemed evil. Do you think they knew that they were operating in delusion? No. I'll tell you today, it's evil not to sign up for a vax pass. You gotta, you know, you gotta be part of the global community here and cooperate. You know, we're trying to wipe out this pandemic. No, thank you. Speaking of that, let me break out my stats. This is the right moment. Last service, I closed with this. During this three-hour sermon, it'll be in the first 20 minutes. 
So you need to sign up for your vax pass, right? Because that changes everything. You got to sign up and get yourself vaccinated because that will change everything. The key to, the, to ending the pandemic is vaccinations, they tell you, right? Well, let's look. I said this in the first service. I'll reiterate it to you again. If you ever played football at a high level, they film everything you do. Everything. Play, I played football at UCF. They hide, they, they, they film every last thing you do. You cannot hide. I'm talking about practices. Everything. Game day. I used to go to church. Faith Assembly of God in Orlando. Go to church Sunday morning. Games were Saturday night. Back to, back to the football facility Sunday afternoon for five, six hours worth of film watching. Play by play. Position by position. Every play is shown a minimum of 11 times. Sit there for hours and hours and hours, knowing too that your play is coming up, the one that you tripped all over yourself. <laughs> the eye in the sky, they used to always say, does not lie. So here's the stats. You got to vaccinate. You got to cooperate. You got to comply. Because if you do, it'll end this pandemic. Well, let's look at the facts. And this was put out by the liars. So you can make this, it's even more in our favor. Because this is from the CDC website. How many people died allegedly of COVID-19 in 2020? 378,000, they said. Keep in mind that our country is a country of between 330 and 380 million people. A thousand thousands makes up one million. You're welcome. They said three to four million people have died of COVID, they said, right? That's all lies, but I'm just telling you, that's what they say. Well, how many people live on the earth? Eight billion how many millions in a billion? A thousand. And three million people have died out of eight billion? And they want to close down an entire world? Oh, there's no, oh, this is all about your health. They just shut down all of New South Wales and Australia. Why? Why? Look at me. Why? Eight million people live there. How many people died during the week? Eight. Shut it down. They come out and they do their illustrious press conference. It reminds me of 2 Peter 2.18. Great swelling words of emptiness to allure through the lust of the flesh those who have actually, actually decided to follow the gospel of Jesus. They come out and they do their press conference as if, as if it was Rudy Giuliani after 9-11 where 3,000 people died in a day. That's when you do a press conference like that. You don't come out when eight people died of a coronavirus. How many people died that day in New South Wales of a heart attack? Hundreds. Hundreds. And they come out and they've got everybody set up and they got the sign person there who's morbidly obese. Morbidly obese but vaccinated. It's all a clown show. Propped up by an occasional death. We can do that with anything. They'll never take away our cars. Oh, really? You don't think so? It's already being put out. It's already being done. This is simply a, a skid greaser for the next massive global lockdown, which will be in the name of climate change. They'll say, you know what? We really, that the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum, we really loved how this lowered emissions. Look at how they, they put out videos. It's not right-wing conspiracy theory. You'll own nothing and be happy. Emissions are down something, something percent because of these lockdowns. Things that we can use in the future. They put it out on their own website. Go look. It's not me and Alex Jones. 
So they'll do it next. You know, you know we, we really feel like the uh, carbon levels are a little high. So you know what? Shut it down. Oh, don't worry. The church will stand up to it. Not unless we make a whole new church, which is what we should be doing right now, which we are doing. <laughs> I don't even know 80% of you guys. Glad. I'm glad. I'll get to know you over the years if you can make it. Most people don't survive more than a month at this church. I see them trying to grind it out. <laughs> Get me back to the art church. Get me back to the art church where they just tell me that I'm okay when I'm not. I'm so comfortable there. God, let me leave. No. <laughs> he won't let you leave. You leave, it's on your own. He told you to come here. There you go. We have people driving here from Sarasota. We got people driving here from Naples. There is nothing else. Not saying that I would love if there was. I would love if there's a bunch of Bible thumpers between here in Sarasota and here in Naples. I would love it. Maybe even God would want me to lose my job because all the art churches, uh, pastors wake up and are better preachers than me. That's fine. I don't care. Whatever God wants. I'm lazy inherently anyway. I'll just do a whole lot less. So what's the truth on these COVID numbers? They tell you that you need to be part of the global solution and take the death jab. Tom, you say that from the pulpit? Yeah, I've already been banned off everything anyway. Just got banned from YouTube again for false vaccine information. I love how they say that I put out false vaccine information when I'm reading it from the CDC. So 378,000 people died of COVID, allegedly, in 2020. 11 months of 2020, right? How many is that dead per month? 34,000, 34.3,000. Remember that number. 34.3,000. How many people were vaccinated that year? Statistically, zero. Zero, right? Zero. So in order for you to fulfill your religious obligation to the branch COVIDians, you need to be taking your death jab, right? Because this is the difference that it'll make. Ready? So in the eight months of a fully vaccinated country, well, not fully, 60% vaccinated country of 2021. So that's eight months so far we're done with because no, the September stats haven't come in. So the eight months through August, how many deaths has there been with all these vaccinations? They say the answer is vaccinating, right? So there's been 280,000 deaths in eight months. 60% vaxxed. Remember, last year there was 34.3 thousand deaths per month. This year, fully vaccinated, we're 35,000 deaths per month. Whoops! Somebody's made an error here. This would be almost like the vaccinations don't work. It's strange because coming out of the more honest health reporting systems out of Great Britain and Israel, 64% of all COVID deaths in the UK are fully jabbed. Whoops. 95% of severe hospitalizations in the nation of Israel, a nation that's 70 to 90% vaccinated, are double jabbed people. And then they come and they tell you, well, who would believe that? The church. Most of the churches that a lot of you attended, that are, you, don't, you couldn't take it anymore, so, and they were closed, so you're stuck with me. God brought you into the hailstorm. 
beat some of that religion out of you with giant millstones of hell? It's good for you. These vaccinations are working great. We only have a 300% increase in cases from August of this year in comparison to August of last year. No vaccinations last year, and we're up 300% in cases. That's from the CDC. Anthony Fauci quoted it. The dean of all ignorant stupidity, who they just found out, by the way, that he's still funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Still doing it. Don't worry, Biden will put an end to it. <laughs> After he's done with his pudding pops. <laughs> Got my COVID stats here. Data now show increasing the pace of currently available vaccinations will not stop the spread of COVID. <laughs> as Israel, where at least 78% of those eligible are vaccinated. Per the CDC, for those under the age of 24, they have the, the chance of dying in a car crash is 10 times more likely. What's the chance of somebody that age dying in a car crash? 0.1%. 10 times more likely. 0.1% is 10 times more likely than them dying of COVID-19. And what is Pfizer doing right now? They're petitioning the FDA for vaccinations for everybody five and above. Why? Because the love of money is the root of all evil. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. Of those 378,000 deaths in 2020, how many of them were exclusively from COVID? No cancer, no heart disease, just COVID killed them. How many? You should know this. 7,700. Exclusively from COVID. Whoops. The New York Times put this out. A collection of leading health and medical journals this week declared climate change the greatest threat to global public health. Well, seems like Pastor Tom might be right. I was wrong on that previous number. Out of 378,000, COVID deaths is 20,779. We're only from COVID. Only from COVID. Sounds like a flu season, does it not? Strange how the flu disappeared. How is the flu dis disappearing? <clears throat> not start a worldwide revival. I mean, does anybody get what I'm just said? The flu's gone and nobody questions it inside the evangelical community except for Rodney Howard Brown, me, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Arthur Pulaski, Greg Locke. Where's everybody else? Where's Hillsong? Australia's gone. Where's New Zealand? Gone. Listen, there's hope in Great Britain. Boris Johnson just outlawed vaccine mandates for the entire winter. Seriously. You need to go, hey, you know what? You need to rejoice. You're like, what does this have to do with church? Well, does a vaccine mandate that says you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel mean anything to you scripturally? But instead, the church is preaching about your best life today. Ten steps to a better you. Forty-seven steps to a better marriage. That's what's being preached today. Whatever convoluted, stupid arc title they put in front of it. Naked and unafraid. Sand and stars. At the movies. Who can you, look, look at me now. Look at me, all of you. How could you attend those churches? Don't ever go back. 
I don't care if they're right down the road from you. Make the drive. Don't put your children. And no, I'm not even going to blame your kids. Don't put yourself and don't put your children in those services. You know, Tom, you're just trying to build a church. You really think I'm trying to build a church talking the way that I talk? <laughs> that I'm trying to accumulate humanity? I'm trying to preach the gospel. We, you know, we know... We have a lot of talent in this church. I was looking at Trish right now. She does a great job with all of our kids, all of our team program. Lots of talent. Heather's as talented as you get. Aaron, Naz. Lots of talent. We watered down the message. We'd be a thousand people. So if I was trying to build a church, they'd have to get me out of here. Sadly, I own the whole place. So what I mean by that is I'm the president and CDO, <laughs> whatever, CEO of the ministry. So if you fire me, there is no ministry. I may have did that on purpose. You don't have any accountability? Yeah, I've got an accountability board, but nobody tells me what to do and nobody tells me what to preach. I tell them how I'm spending money. That's it. Not, hey guys, can you, I got put together my 12 sermons in advance for the next 12 years. Uh, can we approve these please? And then once we do, we'll, you know, we'll laminate them and put them in the church library for we'll use them again. Anybody tells me what to preach, you can shove it up their caboose. You have no chance. None. None. <laughs> you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. That's how I reaped what I sowed right there. <laughs> so they'll tell you that it's evil to not comply today. It's evil to speak the truth. It's evil not to wear a mask. And it all started before this. It's evil to say that homosexuality is a sin. It's evil to say that lust is a sin. It's evil to say that lying is a sin. It's evil to talk about judgment. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, it's evil to say that people go to hell. Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 7, 13 and 14, that that's where most people will go. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Not everybody's going. To preach that everybody's going is heresy, and it's evil. Whether it's, oh, but it's offensive. We, you know, we're an all-inclusive society. What did Trump say about... Oh gosh, what was it? <laughs> I can't say the last thing because it was the S-bomb. What is it? Everything, thank you Pete, you're awesome. Everything woke turns to bleep. It certainly has. The man's a prophet. See how evil our law enforcement is now? How do you stick people in D.C. Metro Jail since January of this year for unlawful parading? I've arrested a lot of people. I put a lot of people in jail. I said this in the first service. I arrested a guy for slashing another man's throat at the Hoosier Bar in Nokomis. Before I could retire, he was out of prison. And I arrested him like on my 19th year. I retired at 25. He served three years. 
You got people in the D.C. metro jail right now, somewhere nobody really knows the number, two to four hundred people. If you look at the videos, they're walking in to the Capitol with those, what do you call those things, the ropes that you, at the amusement parks, the, the, like that thing right there, what do you call those? Stanchions. All right there at the Capitol Police going, yeah, hey, welcome to it. If they don't shoot you through the neck like Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt, by the way, shot through the neck. You got a cop right here, shoots her through the neck, and four cops standing right here. You know what you do when you're a cop? You don't want somebody to go through the door, and she's 102 pounds? Not. You have any training, Officer Bird? Idiot. Did you ever watch him get interviewed? That's not the right thing to say. You don't read your Bible. Jesus called people names all the time. He called one of his most trusted disciples, Satan himself. He's an idiot. Do you watch him get interviewed? The church should call him an idiot. They should be afraid of the church. People sitting and languishing in the D.C. metro hell pit since January for unlawful parading when they were offered to come in and welcome to come in. Yes, there was a few crimes there. Yes, a lot of them by Antifa. But there was also some MAGA people that committed some minor offenses. But you, what, what do you do with misdemeanors like unlawful parading? That's a notice to appear and have a good day, sir. Not languishing in, a D, in the D.C. metro hell pit in solitary confinement. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Why their families go bankrupt? Well, there's, no, there's nothing political behind that. Just like there's nothing political behind COVID. And the church should be exposing this, not hiding from it and preaching about your best life today. Speak about the evil in your land. Where's the black robe regiment? Speak about it. The FBI is evil. Speak to it. Speak to that mountain. Be removed. Be cast into the sea. Listen, they'll throw things at you. You'll hear the evangelicals throw this at you, of which we are them. They'll throw you at 1 Samuel 15, 23, because he'll tell you, if you don't comply, you're committing the sin as of the sin of rebellion, which is as the sin of witchcraft, right? You heard them, tell, you heard them accuse you of that before? Well, you know, if it's the law of the land, you're in rebellion. Here's the most popular one, of course, is Romans 13, 1, right? Submit to the government is the title of it. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So what does that mean? The same Christians that quote that send millions of dollars worth of Bibles to underground churches every year in violation of those ruling authorities that were put in place by God. So what does this mean? First of all, God did not put Stalin in place. He's, they're talking, he's talking about, Paul is speaking of reasonable governance. Not all governance. Stalin, Mao Zedong, you know how many people have been killed in China inside the womb? Look at me, 500 million. Half a billion people. That's why you know what they have right now? Men, you should rejoice and be glad that you live in the United States of America. 
Because a lot of the Chinese men, they got a nice vow of celibacy for the rest of their life because men outnumber women by 100 million. There's 100 million more men than women in China because they killed all the female babies. And you're supposed to, that, you think Romans 13.1 applies to that? That's, I was quoted all over the Facebook last March. Well, March a year and a half ago. I had goofball Christians that I know putting that out to me about keeping my church open. And I had to tell them, first of all, dumb dumb, there is no governance that tells me to lock the church down. Name the statute. Name the executive order. There isn't any. Destroyed for lack of knowledge. Take five minutes and actually read something. But they'll quote that to you and they'll tell you, you know what, you're not, you're not, you should comply. Right? The devil used scripture too. When Jesus came off his 40-day fast to be tempted of the enemy, the devil quoted Psalm 91. And what did, what did Jesus do? He said, I tell, he actually used the word again and quoted another scripture to him about not tempting, not testing, not putting the Lord your God to the test. Which was out of Deuteronomy, now it's Matthew 4, 7. Will the ruling authorities tell you to take the mark? How many of you think that Christians will know that they're taking the mark? Not going to know. They'll be under a strong delusion. They're not going to know. They're going to be thinking they're doing the world a favor. Complying. Complying. Romans 13 was about when you know what? When you're speeding, pull over, dummy. That's what it's talking about. Romans 13 is talking about, you know what? Don't go shoplift and say I'm doing it in the name of Jesus because it is for freedom that Christ has set me free. You got a Galatians 5, 1 flag that you wave out your window when the cops are trying to pull you over. No, I'm an autonomous freedom Christian. They're telling you don't do that. They're not telling you to submit to tyranny. Paul's not telling you to submit to tyranny. He's not, so if, if they tell you to butcher babies inside, outside, and in between the womb, you submit to that? That's the law. That's the law, you Romans 13.1 violator. If you live in Virginia and you got Ralph Northam as your governor, you go, on, once the baby is born, we take the child. And we, we put him in the cradle and we decide, and there's a conversation will ensue between the doctor and the mother. And they will decide whether or not the baby will live. And I add on this part to it. And then they will decide, who will it be? Will it be me or will it be you that goes over and wraps their, our hands around that baby's neck and chokes the very life out of it? He says in his soothing voice. That's the ruling authority. Isn't it funny how the Romans 13 Christians that caved to COVID don't cave to that? Because it's very easy not to cave to that. But there's repercussions to not caving to COVID because they'll call you a nut. They'll call you somebody who lacks wisdom, who lacks compassion, who doesn't love thy neighbor. People will leave your church if you don't do it, Pastor Caver. COVID R Caver. PhD. Will the ruling authorities tell you to take the mark? Well, let's look. Revelation 14, 9 through 11. 
Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. I hate alcohol in general. I certainly don't want that. Which is strength. Which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. You can't preach this, Tom. Does this seem evil to you to preach this? Of course it doesn't. You survive in this church. You're a rare breed. Don't let them steal you back with their great, great swelling words of emptiness because they're coming for you. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his image. The same, so you're not going to stand up against the ruling authority? In the European Union right now, you, you want to get on a plane? Get your mask on. Get your vaccination, get your vax pass, and your QR code right here. Or you aren't buying, you're not. So you want to you go to the grocery store in Paris? You get your QR code. Is it, am I rebelling? Am I in rebellion, rebellion as in the sin of witchcraft by fighting against that? No! That's what you're supposed to do. You have one country after another just gone into oblivion? How about the ones that aren't? I told you about Boris Johnson. He rescinded all their vaccine mandates for at least the season of winter. Gone. So all the way through March of next year, no vaccine passports in Britain. That's good news. Denmark did the same thing. Vladimir Putin did the same thing. But we got Joe Biden. They cause the problem and then offer you the solution. They, they cause you to go broke and then offer your, you your government stipend per month in your tiny apartment. That's their goal. A haves and have not society. So should we, should we cave to that? We're in Psalm chapter 1 verse 3. It says that everything that you lay your hands to, you will prosper. Do you go with the word of God or do you go with the government stipend? This is awfully political, Tom. It's not politics. The mark of the beast is right before your eyes. How is this political? It's only political to the ark church. The pastors skip our verses. The man who, who's been heaped together having itching ears. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long suffering and doctrine. Right? 2 Timothy 4.2. What's 2 Timothy 4.3? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. You mean by talking about the mark of the beast? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Find me a pastor that will preach what I want to hear. So I feel comfortable taking my mark. Oh, Tom, you know what? You're, you're, you know, this is Alex Jones' right-wing conspiracy. So the Bible's right-wing conspiracy? This could never happen. How many of you remember Christmas of 2019? Do you? I remember because we went and visited my mother in Asheville, North Carolina. It's the last time I saw her. She's a COVID crazy. Whatever. We do not discuss COVID. She does not ask my opinion. 
Do you not, do you remember? How many of you, how many of you have been brainwashed into this culture that we're in now? I refuse. I refuse to participate. I remember. It was normal. We went there. It was after, it was like, like we drove up there the day after Christmas, stayed for a couple days, and then we drove back and looking at properties in Alabama. It was totally normal. I set my world record of driving time, 21 hours straight. Did that by playing one Leonard Skinner song after another because I know all the words. <laughs> Give me back my bullets, one of my favorites. <laughs> Which will be my injection that will be offered to the brown shirts if they come and try to inject me. That will be my offering. But life was normal. Don't give up on that. It's not over. I couldn't, I, I, I was tempted this morning, but I just couldn't be this mean to Aaron. Because I have slides to show you. But I just didn't have them together. I didn't think of it until 3 o'clock in the morning last night. Yeah, I'm weird. I'm up all night. Went to bed at 4. Got up at quarter to 8. So anyway, I was going to, so you, you, have you seen the masses? How many, how many people live on earth? Eight billion. How many people have been vaccinated? So you believe you're in the minority? Afghanistan has 30 million people there. 2% of their, their population have been vaccinated. They've had 7,000 COVID deaths in all this time. Total. India has the same exact stat. They're a little bit more vaccinated. Not much. 7% vaccinated. And they have hardly any death. Strange how, strange how that works, isn't it? Well, a lot of people, they just give in over a period of time. This is the way life is. They wax eloquent by trying to get you to speak their terminology, get you to speak their words. This is the new normal. That one can go up sideways. I have, I have very special disdain for that specific comment. That's the same, that, that is on the same level as it takes a village. And if mama ain't happy, the whole house ain't happy. Those all can go sideways. Will they tell you to take the jab that causes capillary blood clotting? So you submit to that authority? Will they tell you to execute your unborn child? They have no problem with it. Will you submit to that authority? Acts chapter 5, verses 17 through 23, illustrates how we should stand. If I showed you those slides, have you seen them? Everybody seen them? Have you seen the slides out of the Netherlands, the pictures? Hundreds of thousands of people are in the streets. Have you seen that? Did you see the videos out of Paris yesterday? It's war. It's war. In the streets, there's hundreds of thousands of people there. They're fighting with the cops over what? The mark of the beast, folks. And they're not even, look at me, look at me, look at me. They're not even saved. Joe Rogan, a devout atheist, the largest podcast on the planet, and it ain't close, is talking about the mark of the beast, and he refuses to take the vaccine. We're not alone. We only will be convinced of losing if you listen to propaganda. 
the streets, look at me, the streets of Brazil, you can't, you can't fathom the crowd. It makes me think of scripture, the number of granulars of sand. You can't number them. The Netherlands, uh, Paris, Brazil, all, these are, these are not devout evangelicals. This is why I'm telling you right now, I want a whole different generation of evangelicals. Because here's the thing, I don't like the ones we got now. They're a bunch of COVID-caving, spineless worms. Here's the thing, I stab more in common. Right behind us over here, and if you live over here, I love you and I don't mean to offend you. Because there's lots of nice houses back here too, but there's some troubling situations right here. How do you know this, Tom? Because I walk this neighborhood. Troubling. Stole my refrigerator right off the back of the porch, which I still have not gotten over. I put out my refrigerator to defrost. Walked out 17 minutes later, the thing's gone. Jerks. Still am not over it, and that was four years ago. But I have more in common with all the guys and ladies right here that are Inglewood rednecks that refuse the vaccine, that have ACs on the side of their yards, broken down ones I'm talking about, you know, motors, both boat and auto on the sides of their houses, probably my stolen refrigerator, whatever it may be. I have more in common with them than I do the Baptist church down the road. the worst when you know the truth and don't don't do it I'd rather stay with the people who don't know God would prefer it that way I, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot I would thou wert cold or hot so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot I'll spew you out of my mouth I'll take the cold with my refrigerator <laughs> I've changed lots of flat tires on the side of the road. Lots of them. 20, a cop, 25 years, Sarasota County. 25 years, 1992, 2017. August of each year. Changed lots of them. Who's always stopping and helping me? It's just some redneck dude. Probably put, put down either his doobie or his Bud Light. Jumped out of his car, helps me push it off the road. Ain't no evangelical out there. Sorry. I know who I'm going to go into the trench with. That's why Jesus ate with the tax collectors and the sinners, not the religious elite of the day. I prefer their company. Doesn't mean I don't love all you. You're a bunch of nut jobs like I am. We're all good. Do you survive this church for more than a month? You're gone. It's over for you. You'll never go back. You won't be able to walk into those monotone, stupid sermons ever again. You won't be able to take it. Acts chapter 5, 17 through 23, imprisoned apostles, freed. Now that sort of blows up the whole wrong American evangelical version of Romans chapter 13, doesn't it? Because if you were imprisoned, that means you violated the laws of the land and your ruling authorities. They're in prison. Then the high priest, Acts 5, 17, then the high priest rose up 
and all those who were with them, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation. Then they laid hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. They were violating Romans 13 even though it wasn't written yet? That seems evil to me to be serving the Lord in that way. But at night, an angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord seemed to be okay with it. Strange how they would, how dare they violate the Southern Baptist Conference. <laughs> the Southern Baptist Conference, who cares? I don't care if you got a fish wrapper around your Bible. You shove that with your vaccines. Wrap your vaccine in it. <laughs> Along with your mask in your closed churches. But the angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go stand in the temple. <laughs> what, did they get, what did they get put in there for? Standing in the temple. What does God tell them to do? Go stand in the temple. Go stand in the temple and speak, the, speak, the, speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught, but the high priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. Now the next uh, section of scripture, starting in verse 22, is entitled, Apostles on Trial Again, violating Romans 13. But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison because the Lord got them out of the prison and set them right back in the place where they got arrested from, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. This is what's supposed to happen today, by the way. This will happen if you don't capitulate to wrong doctrine. Read the Bible. Stand in the Word. You're destroyed for lack of knowledge. You're not just destroyed for lack of knowledge again. That's like, that's like Joshua 24, 15, where people only read the second part of the verse. In Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. People only read the front end of the verse. The back end of the verse is, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you, and you will not be a priest unto me. Whoops! You don't reject what the Bible says because you don't think it's Christ-like. It is Christ. The children of Israel being swallowed up by the devil by a hole that God opened up is love. See, you won't agree. You're afraid. <laughs> what, what will my relatives think? Who cares? It is love. Who did it? Who opened up the desert? Speak it out loud. Who did it? What is God? There you go. 1 John 4, 16. Ooh. Have some boldness. Just be like me. It's over. You know how many church invitations I expect per year? As many as I've ever gotten. 0, 0.0. Until this last year. You see how God works? God's a funny guy. He's strange. He mocks religiosity. Mocks it. You got a biblical pulper like me preaching at a church of 100 to 150 people for a decade 
Nothing but just grinding, grinding, grinding. Right, Aaron? Aaron was here. Grinding, grinding. Service after service. Memorizing Bible verses. Preaching the Bible. All these other ministries that preach nothing but great swelling words of emptiness. Hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. Nothing. And you're sitting there going, I'm the only one preaching the Bible. And then suddenly, suddenly, God comes through. You go out, you drive to the church because you're all torqued off about COVID, sinning all day long with temper tantrums. That's what I was doing. Slamming this, slamming that, not talking to anybody. Because I was all mad about Rodney Howard Brown getting arrested. So I got in my car, grabbed my phone, had all my stat sheets, which I couldn't put on camera. They didn't fit. Went and sat right here, literally 30 yards from here. In that parking lot, ripped off just a tirade of a, of a temper tantrum of a Facebook Live. And the next thing I know, less than a year later, preaching to thousands of people. Thousands. Thousands of people. I stand, I'm at Clay Clark's conservative convention, speaking right after Roger Stone, Tom Lipley. I'm, I'm sitting at a conference and Dr. Rodney Howard Brown just calls me out of the audience numerous times to speak in front of a church of 2,000 people and he just sits there, talk as long as you want. It's a six hour service anyway. He sits back there the whole time. You know why? Because he's gone. He's gone. He's not accepted by the world. But God forbid that I should glory in the world. Saving the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. It's gone. Who cares? It's miserable anyway. So you don't sit there and capitulate to them. You obey normal laws. You know why you obey normal laws? Because not obeying them sin anyway. You don't go steal. You don't, you don't kill people, but, but you certainly don't choose to comply with laws that tell you not to worship Jesus. You don't comply with laws that tell you to defy Scripture. You put a mask over your face, you are defying Scripture because Scripture tells you whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loosed. Stand in it. Stand in it. Don't be afraid. That's what you do. Otherwise, you just look like a compromiser and your children will not be saved. I know all these people. They used to attend here. How they survived, I don't know. I know their kids. They're quarantining, locking down. What are you training your children? You're, you, you are having a form of godliness, but boom. So you know your Bible, 2 Timothy 3, 7. 
Saying indeed we found, verse 23, Acts chapter 5. Saying indeed we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them we found no one inside. Now when the high priest, the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them saying, look the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple teaching the people. The very thing they were arrested for in divine of Romans 13.1 according to the modern evangelical community. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people. Why don't we have that? Because you put their mask on. Not you personally. Why don't we have that? Are you to conform to the pattern of the world? Right, so if the world put masks on, what do you do? What if the world vaccinates, what do you do? There you go. It's really, life is very non-complex. It's just hard. You have to make a decision like I did at the beginning of this thing and say, you know what? I've worked hard to build this church all the while pushing a police car around 40 to 60 hours a week while still preaching a couple sermons a week here. I worked hard. You have to say, it's on the, it's on the, uh, it's on the offering block, Lord. It's right here. I give it as an offering to you because I'm going to obey the word. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. 30 to 40 percent of this church is gone. People that I've eaten dinner with for years, gone. Gone. Because we were not showing the right attitude of love. Sideways. I remember one woman put that out. She sent me a message. She said, you know, I, I agree with what you guys are saying that you should stand. But I just don't like the way that you're saying. That was a bold-faced lie. Because she quarantined her whole family for months after that. She never believed what we were saying. She was offended by what we were saying because what we were saying was convicting her soul. So she decided to say, you know what, I'm going to pick on how you're saying it. And how do you pick on how people are saying when it's all on Facebook? How do you know what the inflections are? Then the captain went with the officers, verse 26, and brought them without violence for they feared the people. The world should rise up if they start, they start arresting Christians because the Christians are like Jesus going on and about healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Well, yeah, but all those people were saved. No, they weren't. Jesus began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not repent. Jesus was healing the unsaved. That's why they feared, the, the guard feared arresting. Peter and the rest of the apostles because they were giving sight to the blind. Hearing to the deaf. They were actually doing things besides having a fish covered Bible. Sitting at the Southern Baptist Convention listening to Chris Tomlin again. I love Chris Tomlin. I'm just telling you. That it's, it, Rodney R. Brown will tell you this. You know, the, you know how the anointing works with Rodney, right? And me. I bring in the anointing of silence, dead to the wall. Freaking silence. Even at the river. I come up there, silence. You can hear the cars drive by on the interstate. And he brings in an anointing of power. He will tell you, people who get slain in the spirit all the time, right? You, you go to the river service, the bodies are everywhere. Literally looks like a mass shooting, except everybody's laughing. 
Bodies everywhere, right? But he will tell you to your face. Don't just keep coming up and getting slain over and over and over and over again. This is a launching pad. We go to a Chris, one of the most anointed conver, uh, con, uh, concerts I ever went to was Chris Tom. I loved it. That's a launching pad. It's not a lifestyle. God expects you to do greater works than he did. Where do you get that from? That would be the Bible again. John chapter 14 verse 12. He believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill shall not be hidden. Matthew 5, 14. That's how it works. It's a launching pad. It's not a lifestyle to endlessly go to be blessed. That's the church. Well, today was a great service, man. Aaron really sang all the right songs and I felt the goosebumps and now I'm gonna go home and just veg. Okay. Nobody's being one. No miracles. You don't even bring anybody to church. I love all you people that fill an aisle, by the way. I don't care if it's all your own offspring. Keep having babies. Fill the church up. I don't care. You know what pastors care about? Attendance. You know who demands the most of my attention? People who don't attend. They wonder, well, I wonder why he doesn't answer me. I'm not paying attention to you. You don't even come. You come here, I'll call you back. You don't, bye-bye. That's mean. I don't care. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. People who take advantage of the church the most give the least. Heather will tell you this because she's come here basically her whole adult life. And before that, she, I was one of the youth workers at, in the youth group she was in. But she'll tell you because she's been in pretty much a foundation church outside of some military stuff with Travis from day one. What happens, Heather, every time we give somebody money? There you go. It's no joke. You, every person that this church has given money to leaves. We've dropped, we paid somebody's $2,000. Actually, I think it was a couple in the church that paid it, one in the church itself. But in the name of the church or the church, I can't remember which, paid a couple's $2,000 electric bill that had accumulated. They're gone. If that were me, I'd be like, well, I'll just come no matter what now. It's quite, they'd have to come up here and preach Satan saves in order for me to leave. Don't be like that. Only 30 to 40% of this church tithes. Oh, there he goes. I knew it would come. You're just a, re- listen, you're just a religious, pharisaic hypocrite. Oh, there it comes. Here comes the pastors after my money. Oh, yeah, I'm after your money. I'm not bragging. I have more money than most people in this room. I don't need any money. I'm, I'm fully retired from the sheriff's office. I took all of that and Jeff Tomas manages it for me. You think I need your money? I don't need your money. I want to preach. I don't need to preach. That's a far more powerful emotion. What kind of relationship do you want to be in? You want to be in a relationship where you're needed or wanted. If you're, if you're needed, you're just looking to be cast aside. Just like all the rhino Republicans who get used and abused by Nancy Pelosi and get spit out. Of her, of her limousine a few months later, like the Ben Sasses of the world, the Adam Kinzingers. Oh, well, we really enjoyed our time together in the limo here. 
Hey, we'll just cast you out all naked and used and abused. <laughs> I mean it exactly how I just said it. <laughs> if you're wondering. And go ahead and put it all in your mind because I mean it that way. But don't you be one of those people. If you don't tithe to your local storehouse, look at me, look at me, look at me. You're wrong. You're flat out wrong. You're wrong. Don't give me your hard luck. Well, I went to a church and they abused the money. So that's your theology now. Some idiots stole money and now that's ruined all of your biblical theology. Same thing happens with people with healing. I prayed four times for people to be healed in the 80s and it didn't happen. So now I don't believe in it anymore. Scripture tells you that if it didn't happen, it's because there's unbelief in the camp. Mark chapter 9 verse 24, Matthew chapter 17 verse 20, Mark chapter 4 verse 37 through 41, on and on I could go. That's what you do. You don't change your theology. If you don't tithe, you're wrong. You're robbing from God. And not only that, this will cost me a family or two, not only that, you're a socialist. You are. Just go join the Democratic Party and vote for Bernie Sanders. Seriously. I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. You come in here and you live off of everybody else's money. You're a welfare recipient. Go join the Democratic Party. I'm not talking about those of you who just your first time here now. You can give us some time before you start to tithe. I'm perfectly fine with that. But for the rest of you, it's not a festivus for the rest of us. Get your daggum check out and pay your tithe for your sake. It's for your sake, not for mine. My, my pay does not go up according to what's in the offering. I only give myself a raise via our accountability board when we grow in numbers. Not money, numbers. People attending. Is how I give myself Aaron a raise and Heather a raise, our giant staff here. Yeah, we're really after your money. How many people, church right now, we run somewhere in the neighborhood of 450 to 500 a Sunday is what attends this church with all the kids and all the adults together. And I have Aaron and Heather. How many churches do you know that have a 500, 500 in attendance that have three full-time staff people? And we're after your money? Three, Pete's part-time, my son's part-time, they'd make gobs of money. Pete didn't even make anything today. He didn't play. Poor Pete. (laughs) And by the way, if I don't preach, I don't get paid. There you go. I think we changed that this year because of taxes. But all the other years before, no preach, no pay. Aaron, no play, no, no money. Just changed that this year because we had to because of taxes. I'm after your money? You really think I'm after your money? Or do I love you enough to tell you to tithe so that you prosper? Or, or are you going to continue to quote to yourself heresy? You're like, where's this message going? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't care. It's gone. I'm doing it for you. Are you going to continue to quote heresy like, well, I'll tithe when I'm able. 
Ever, I'm telling you guys this, and you can, there's no way for me to verify it because it'd all be family members and you might think lie for me. Every dime that comes my way. Rodney Howard Brown sent me a $10,000 check for doing nothing. To do whatever you want with it. I talked to him on the phone. He got a hold of me after the video. Made my, vi- my video go viral because he put it on his TV show. <laughs> Remember that night? I'm scrolling through the what? Flipping through Facebook. I'm like, hey, that's Rodney Howard Brown. Hey. That's me. <laughs> I remember saying, I don't know this guy, but I'd like to meet him. A month later, we met. He says, hey, I'm sending you one of my air purifiers. It's worth $7,000. And I'm sending you a $10,000 check. Do whatever you want with it. What did I do with it? I gave it to the church. Okay. He sent me another one for preaching. Really hardcore, too, because I put in a whole six hours of preaching there during the stand. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Six hours worth of ministry time. Sent me $15,000. Now, what'd I do with that? Tithe, baby. Right off it. Give it away. Gave chunks. Tithe. Not even a thought process about it. When I sold my house in South Venice, I made $40,000. What did I do? Tithe. Now, oh wait, why are you? Well, I can't afford it. That's the reason you can't afford it is because you don't do it. You watch, I'm telling you every single time somebody starts to tithe, the testimony comes within two weeks. This happened, this job happened, this sold, that sold. And it's, it's not up to you. If you make a profit, you tithe. <laughs> Some of you are like, nah, I'm not convinced. All right. Keep being broke. Enjoy it. Or you can be like me, and I'm just, I'm never broke. I've been tithing since I got saved at 18 years old. And I've never been broke. The righteous are never seen begging for bread, but in order to be righteous, you have to be right. Psalm 37, 23. 25. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. I'll finish with this. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, 527, Acts 527. And the high priest asked, saying, do we not strictly command you, did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? There it is. They commanded them. Take the jab, wear the mask, take the mark of which most of evangelical Christianity that's here today, I'm believing for a revival coming behind them, but that is here today would refuse this. They would not say this. And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. That's the balance of Scripture. You read James chapter 2 about the balance of Scripture. That's the balance. Worship team, make your way. The God of our fathers, verse 30, raised up Jesus who you, who, now what did, now Peter, this is so funny now. I'm finishing right here. We're done. 
Seriously, we'll be done at 1.15 and then we're going to do a quick prayer and we're leaving. Seriously. So pay attention to this. So Peter is ordered again not to preach the gospel, right? So what does he start to do? Well, let's see. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus. They're not allowed to preach that heresy. They were ordered not to preach Jesus raised from the dead. Look how kind Peter is too. See if this goes with your best life now. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Well, he backed right off, didn't he, at their command? Why do you? Why does, look at me if you're watching live. Why do you, why is your church not open? If, if we have people watching right now from England, from Australia, from New Zealand. Aaron mar marks it all over. There's a map out there. All over the world people watch our stuff. Here's the thing. Why are you not open or why are you not going underground? Get it done. Get it done. Get it done in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.